Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. We've got three incredible mothers. Um, we've got lots of mothers in our community, but here's we, we grab we grabbed a hold of three of them right now. We're gonna adjust the camera angle and all that stuff. And um, man, I I just I'm so blasted from worship. I just that the the oil of joy just kept resonating in me. I just pray you get oil, get the oil. Jesus, oh man, yes. <laughs> you, you, you know it's good and, and, and juicy with the glory when someone has to remind you to do the offering. <laughs> hey, we're going to do the offering right now. Um, we're going to do the offering. Yeah, my wife, she can always sit in front of me. I'm okay with that. Move this out of the way. I'm going to come be right next to my wife. Jesus, this is the woman I love right here. Hey, we're going to do the offering. Um, uh, you, you guys know what to do. You guys know what to do. Just go for it. Just go for it. Be a generous people. Um, and not just in the church, but be, be generous outside the church. I, I, I feel like I'm a broken record. But man, I'm, I'm not going to stop um, be, until I hear more testimonies about giving money away. So anyway, actually I heard his testimony uh, a few weeks ago of, uh, of, of Byron. I shouldn't have said his name. It's better when it's done in secret. Um, 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 a guy named Myron, he, uh, he uh, <laughs> a guy named Myron gave, uh, you know, he had, he had a, a tennis lesson with someone and he ended up giving money away to this man and he was just so blasted and blessed and he just made a huge impact and just blessed that time when you get to give money away. So anyway, um, that's it. I want to I give these guys lots of time, these amazing women and ladies. Um, are they still allowed to um, bring questions in or we, they are? So are we doing Facebook too? We're not. That's okay, though. Um, so jump on. Um, if you have my phone number, you can text me um, a question. Uh, if you don't, well, that's that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm going to hopefully, if you hear someone yelling out a question, it might be because of me, so don't. it's not a weird, it's not the Lord. Um, um, anyway, I'm going to let these ladies go. They're going to be doing question and answer, and I'm really excited to hear from them. You know, it's very... Not very often, and maybe this seems to change, do we get to hear from so many of you that are living a life of radical faith. And I say radical, and I, you know, you might think, well, you know, radical, I mean, like signs and wonders. I mean, like radical, like every moment of our days, there's an opportunity to have radical faith. And it has, sometimes radical faith is just, is just standing up and not being exhausted. And, and, and not being Truth. upset and angry and anxiety-ridden. That's radical faith, choosing to put on love. And so I know there's tons of amazing people in our community, and I love that we get to have these amazing ladies here. Um, they're just going to lead us in some really fun stuff. I hope it's, not I hope, I, I know that it's just going to be incredibly powerful. And um, man, I'm just listening, so just keep listening. If you have questions, put them on the uh, YouTube. Um, I'll, I'll, we'll do our best to get to some of these, but they already have a bunch of them. So, all right, with that, Please. Thanks, honey. <laughs> um, hello. Hi. Um, it's so weird talking to a camera and lots of people. We've got a few people out there, so that's kind of nice. Anyway, we're just going to introduce ourselves. We're just three women from Presence, three average, everyday women. So um, each, <laughs> each of us are going to just quickly, um, each of you, introduce yourself um, and what kind of stage of life you're at and how many kids you have and all that kind of stuff. So let's start with Jessica. 
All right. I'm Jessica, married to Jesse, and Ooh. we have um, four kids currently. Two of them we gave birth to, and two are our foster ch children. So we have eight-year-old, six, almost six-year-old, and then the foster babies are two and one, and they've been in our home for about a year now. Well... I don't call myself ordinary or average. None of us are. I don't know who she's talking to, but my name is Reagan, and I'm married to Ryan. I have, we have four very rambunctious, amazing, loud girls that feel like 20 kids, um, and they are going to be 13, 11, 9, and 7 years old, so... I gave birth to all of them. That's why I'm wearing black today. I was like, what's going to make me look the skinniest during coronavirus? Black. And I thought we'd only be doing the face up. So I, hopefully you're not seeing my legs in this. I don't know. All right. Yeah. And uh, she also does stand up for a living. Um, no. um, I am Penny. I am married to Glenn. We have two boys who are now I, I, they're going to kill me, but I can't remember their age. They're about 25 and 29. And... Um, they're both married to two wonderful girls, so I always tell people I've got four children now, two girls, two boys. So, yes, yeah, so we're all in different stages of life, which is kind of fun. So we're just going to start off with just giving a little bit of some a, a particular topic that we're kind of interested in, kind of um, want to just speak about. And also to encourage you to, if you're not a mother or... Um, that's not your jam or your guy and you're not a mother. Um, it never will be. Um, that you can also learn from what we're talking about in your everyday life. You can um, put it into your friendships, into your relationships, into your parents, how you relate to your parents, how you relate to your colleagues. So lots of things that we're going to talk about today. If you, you're like, well, I, you know, I maybe don't, obviously everyone has a mother, even if they're alive or dead, they've had a mother. But these, these things, these principles can be laid out to your everyday life because God does that in such an amazing way. So we're going to start off with Reagan. You're going to talk about um, self-care. Ooh, it's my favorite topic. My husband's least favorite. How do I take care of me? All right. Um, it's all about you. <laughs> it is. It's Mother's Day. Actually, so the funny thing is, um, because I have four amazing girls, I have an amazing husband. Like for me, Mother's Day was actually yesterday. And what I did, because I just constantly, I love being around them. Nobody's got a shy personality in my family. Nobody is an introvert. They might say they are, but there's not one introvert I've raised, including my dogs. So for Mother's Day, because I know I was speaking here, I celebrated yesterday and I stayed in my room the entire day. Nobody was actually allowed in, though my seven-year-old was in a bunch. I told them my goal was to make sure my smartwatch never got to double digits. All right. I did not want to walk more than 10 steps. So I know. see, and the fact that they think it's amazing shows you a little insight into mothering. But I just feel like this, like Penny said, it could go any angle of like life, whether you're single or you don't even have kids. It's like sometimes we're always just pouring out. We're pouring out into our friends. We're pouring out into our work. We're just kind of like always giving. It's like that's what's expected to us, you know? Like maybe it's somebody's birthday and you're like, wow, they did. They were at my birthday. I better be at their birthday. Or just, it's just life, just how life is. And I don't know, it comes in quick and... I, you know, maybe I feel guiltier than most. So I feel like I'm always just kind of doing things for other people. So to me, I realized like I need to take a little bit of that time to kind of like renew my own energy because otherwise I'm just, I'm parenting, I'm being a wife, I'm being a friend out of like this empty tank. So it, the idea is like, what gives me energy? I, I hate shopping. It drains me. 
I obviously, (laughs) I can't shop anyway. All right. I do enjoy good food, but I don't want to, not food that I make. That's nothing I enjoy. I don't enjoy cooking, but I do it for my family. So I found that, you know, one thing I love is the movies and I can't go there, (laughs) but just like, it took a while for me to kind of figure out like what gives me energy. And I mean, literally it's kind of funny. The first time ever we had had young kids and Brian's like, you just need to get away. I think I was probably like yelling too much or he could sense that something was boiling. I mean, I don't really hold my emotions in, so I'm sure it already boiled over. And I went away to a hotel for two days, just local. Like he's like, you just go. I've got the kids. Your mom and sisters are going to help me. So I went away to a hotel. I think I was there for five hours. And then I was calling him. I was like, I'm really lonely now. Now I miss everybody. So I think the point is he ended up coming and staying one of the nights with me. But at the end, it's like sometimes what we feel like, oh, I'll never get renewed. I'll never get refilled up. I'll never find that time to kind of just be like, okay, I can breathe again. I can pour out. I've been poured into But I think if you start taking little steps of finding like, you know, for some people it's exercising. That sounds horrific to me. (laughs) All right. I got it. But I'm the one that didn't want to walk more than 10 steps yesterday. I mean, it could be actually baths. During quarantine, I'm like a bath expert. I have like discovered that when I'm in the bath, nobody can come talk to me. They're like, why are you bathing at 11 a.m.? I don't know. It's quarantine time. So just trying to find like those things for each person that just helps build you up so that you can be the best mom. You can be the best friend. Cause I think we sometimes think we're being the best when we're always giving and we're always just like, no, I'm the best. Cause anybody can call me 24 seven. No. I mean, if you read anything about boundaries, it's not the best and you slowly lose them. So it's just kind of, that's, that's kind of my mantra, you know? Right. It sounds a little weird, but my husband loves it too. <laughs> me, <laughs> self care for me, but it goes for him too. So we all have our own ways. But yeah, that's brilliant. Really good. Jessica, you're going to talk about positive parenting. Uh, yeah, I well, first just to to piggyback. <laughs> uh, we we're, were making jokes about these words that we use to piggyback mm-hmm. off somebody or to piggyback off what she said. It's um everybody's stage of life is different and what you need is different and you look at Jesus's example, you know, going away to be with the Father alone to pray and to seek him and um <clears throat> to bring rest because he was constantly pouring out and some people have greater capacity for being around others than others. Not that we can be around people right now anyway. Um, but if you're a mom, you are constantly around people. And so actually I was in counseling to find out why am I not resting? Why am I not finding place? I thought I was resting, but what I was doing wasn't actually renewing my soul. I was physically maybe on the couch and maybe not doing very much, but I wasn't renewing my mind, renewing my soul, giving me what refreshed me and so really asking ourselves what does bring that refreshing you know maybe for one it really is finding a movie to just tone out maybe for somebody else you think that's rest but you're finding I don't feel when it's over I still am lacking um and so really seeking deeper what is that rest for you and uh, making those boundaries you know for me uh, for Jesse and I on Saturdays we decided you know, it's family day, but we're we're not actually renewing and refreshing. And so we need to actually say to our kids, now that they're old enough to entertain themselves, hey, mom and dad need to take this hour to not be interrupted. No, no talking to mommy, daddy, okay? We need to actually um, be alone and read or journal. And um, I used to feel guilty, you know, that that was something that I, I couldn't do because it's family day and we need to all be together. 
Others of you might not struggle with that at all. You're like, I'm fine telling my kids to stop and I need I need mommy time. So that's just um, something that we do. Um, but yeah, positive parenting. I, um, I think, um, well, first of all, I actually wanted to share something because since we're all in this, um, in this together and we're all um, in our own homes and families, um, I wanted to share something that I've been do that we've been doing with our kids. Um, you know, how do you talk to your kids about what's going on right now? And um, obviously, you want to use non-fear-based language, and um, it, but involving the kids as well because they need to know what's going on. You know, at, at a certain age, and and you can do fun things with your kids to make to empower them that they have a voice in this season, that they're just not bystanders stuck at home, that we're not just there to entertain them and make it okay because we're stuck at home, um, but to involve them in what's going on in the world. And we've done a few fun activations. One of the things that we did was we were praying together as a family about this virus. And um, this picture came into my mind of, of us drawing a picture of the virus, just a little sketch, you know? And um, and we got around, we were doing our communion, and I think they stomped on the picture, and then we poured the wine, the grape juice, the blood of Jesus on the picture, and they just declared, you know, in their kid language, whatever they declared, that, you know, die, virus, die, or, you know, <laughs> um, just making it fun and playful, like, the blood kills the virus, you know? Um, our son August made this fun video that where he was imitating one of, um, I think it was Kenneth Copeland, um, and he was doing this dance, and it was a montage from his um, one of his uh, sermons, but uh, August imitated it, and it goes something like, Corona, how's it going? I'm going to totally butcher this. COVID-19, I blow the wind of God, the wind of God. And he was like doing this whole dance. COVID-19, I blow. And he's, you know, interacting with the power and authority, even if it's in a fun way, his words are creating. And we are teaching our kids that your words are powerful Good. and you have a voice and, and I don't need to shelter you from what's going on, um, you know, completely. Um, you are, you have a voice in this. And so that's been, um, something that we've been doing i don't know if i, sh I should even go into the other bit that well, i was going to do I because i feel that's like enough. it's hard for us to totally understand without seeing you do the dance <laughs> I mean, it, it, it is mother's day and we do have parents watching i blow <laughs> the wind of god the wind of god she had a sword in his hand covid 19 i blow that's yeah. good all right he was he all was right. way better Sorry, sorry, August, I didn't do your dance justice. Um, I think it's on my Instagram if you want to see him with a sword. All right. Uh, yeah, there was something like that. She does stand up and then she does interpretive dance. I don't know. Yeah. We're waiting for your big thing now. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, it started with him list. talking to the coat. He was like, Corona virus, you, Satan, you bow on you. You fall on your face. You bow your head, and he's just commanding. And in the name of Jesus, I'm like, come on, buddy. Yes, preach. You command that thing because we have authority. And it can be fun and playful and not be dishonoring and not be less powerful just because Absolutely. we're doing it in a fun way. Yeah. So it's good. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, I feel a little uh, like, okay, well, uh, I don't know what to talk about now. Uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> okay, I need a nap now. All right. Um, I was actually going to talk about mentoring. 
These two she's not been mentoring, mentoring us. <laughs> <laughs> mentoring the kids and, and declaring. No, it's great. Yeah. Um, uh, so my my topic was more about mentoring. Um, I think as mothers, we do need a lot of mentoring. Um, mm-hmm. I've always had um, this one particular couple called Don and June who were always in our lives, helped us out with mari- marital things. But June was always there for me to, you know, just brainstorm something about my children or about my life. And I think as as people, not just as mothers, but we need those wise counsel in our lives. We need to have those people who speak into us. The Proverbs talks many, many times about the, the counsel of the wise and to have those people maybe a season or two ahead of us that we can just brainstorm. Someone uh, actually... I had a quote was, mentoring is a brain to pick, an ear to listen, and a push in the right direction. And I think that's so essential. We're not built to be on our own. We're built to be in a community of people. And that community, we need to be able to um, speak to one another. And believe me, I've mentored a few people. Now I'm old. Yeah. I'm old. Yeah, I'm old. And um, it's great because I, I also learn from them too. It's not just a one-way streak of them um, coming to me going, you know, my child's got a fever, what should I do? My husband's annoying me, what should I do? You know, there's a, there's a number of things. You know, how do I take a nap? Well, next week we're going to talk about declarations for you, okay? <laughs> She's be- not old, all right? <laughs> so people come to me and I, and it's great because then I can also, but they also, um, I learn so much off them too. So just really encourage you, um, whatever stage of life you're at, whether you're a, a mother or a father or sister, brother, single, married, whatever it is that you always have, some there's that, that other person in your life, several people in your life mm-hmm. that you can rely on. And um, I'm telling you, it's, it really gets you through a lot of different different things and also helps you grow. And that's important. So, All right. So we're going to go on to a few more questions. And if you do have questions, please don't hesitate to put them in the chat box mm-hmm. on the YouTube channel or um, you can text them to Jesse personally. I'll get, just give you out his number. Oh, okay. No, maybe not. Um, <laughs> right. uh, okay. So I've got lots of different questions here. So let, let's let's start with the um, one of the first ones. What ways can I motivate my children? Was one question that came up. So I'm going to start with I'm going to start with Reagan on this one. Get <laughs> out good the hose and the candy and Thank ask them which one they choose. Exactly. I it's, I really believe in the carrot and the stick. All right. Like. How, and it just depends on how much self-care I've had, right? Carrots aren't going to do much <laughs> good. I'm going to do jack squat. All right, so candy or what kind of motivation? So we found like over the years, um, and we're definitely trying to do more positive parenting ourselves because it's it's interesting, you know, life is, it's, it's funny, you know, we always go, the older you get, you're kind of like, now you're the person that's like, well, I never had that when I was young. It's like, I could never just pick out a cell phone and dial people. Like we're now those old people, but we're not old. We're not going to declare that over ourselves today. All right. But, um, we still love to take naps. That's a weird part too. So with my kids, I found like they each have different motivations, you know, like for one, it might be, and I think that's, that's the key. If you're like a parent, what motivates one doesn't motivate all. We've got four kids. They literally have the same mom and dad, the same mom and dad. And they are like so starkly different. I'm ready to do that. Like ancestry DNA on all of them, but I'm too cheap to pay the money. All right. I'm like, Can we do it? Can they do it? Where do we fall in the line? So 
Yeah. So I just feel like finding what for your particular child, maybe it's like um, some of them, I give it like they want one-on-one time with me or with Ryan. Like one wants to go to the store. The other, it's like, okay, you get to stay up a little bit later if you do X, Y, and Z. Or it, you know, or one, some honestly are literally just motivated by me being like, you're so amazing. I bet you could do this. And they're like, yeah, I'll show you. I don't know if you could really do it. No, I'm going to show you, mom. So, I mean, there's a lot of mind games going on. So I hope they're not watching this at this moment and your kids aren't watching with you. But I, just to encourage you, like, it is possible to motivate our kids without threatening them. I didn't think so, okay? I le- definitely started out my parenting career. There's a lot of threats going around, you know, the rod of discipline, all that was just, it's in the Bible, all right? I memorized the entire book of Proverbs, so I definitely know the discipline things. My parents, I think, broke two paddles over my bottom. I don't know. It's, it's a lot. It's, t- it's tough. It's not as tough as it used to be, but exercise time. Um, I'm, I feel like I'm digressing. What would you say you motivate with your kids? <laughs> right? <laughs> I liked what you were saying, though. This was good. I wanted, I wanted to hear more. I, mean, I know. You're going back into your history. There's some wounds there. There's a lot. There's wow. A lot. I forgive wow. you, Mom. We, have, we, have no time. we just don't have time. This could take a long time with it. I, yeah. Next question. <laughs> okay, we're still moving. I like the note. You, you could do without threats. That's good. That's, That's good. good wisdom right there. It's very good wisdom. Um, I did. Yeah. I'm a recovering paddle breaker. Anyway, um, what is the most challenging thing about being a mother? challenging thing about being the most Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can answer the most but I can think of some challenges Mm -hmm. um uh for me working on being a a a thermostat instead of a thermometer being one that keeps peace in the home regardless of um what kind of cuckoo crazy town is happening um squawking babies and fighting over menial things can drive you a little crazy and um so that's definitely a challenge is really instead of giving myself an excuse that like wow they just they just irritate it's like your mind goes well they just well they just and it's just a hard day and it's just you know giving myself an excuse to lash out or to be angry or to be grim I'm just having a hard day to really be like well do I just want to have a hard day do I just want to be angry is that what I want to do right now well why can't I get a hold of my emotions and really um seeking ways you know obviously seeking God's face taking deep breaths things like that asking myself do I really want this right now can I really get a hold of myself when I feel out of control to find that peace to be the peace because I notice that when I don't lash out and my react in love, our day goes dramatically different. And as, you know, authority figures in our home, you know, what Jesse and I carry really trickles down into our children. So what's going on in my inner world, I mean, it could be, oh, I was on this Facebook thing and now my inner world's a little stirred up and now I'm a little edgy and now this screaming is really affecting me more than it should. Um, well, maybe I shouldn't have made that choice to be reading that article at that time instead be present. And so just being aware of our thought life, being aware of our slowing our our thoughts down instead of just going to, I just, ah, they just bug me. And, you know, yeah, I, I vent to Jesse and that's helpful. Like Sometimes I send him a text vent and they should have and she did. Da, 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 and Jesse, I'm so sorry, hon. That sounds hard. And I'm like, Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm better now. Now I can, okay, I got that off my chest. I just wanted to tell somebody how annoying they are right now. And then I realized, no, they're just kids that need love and I'm not entitled to make them be something if I am not exercising 
peace. How can I expect them to exercise peace if I'm flying off the handle right now? So, That's too good. Mm. Yeah. Sorry? Have you guys done that? Done Exercised peace? Recentered. What are tips on how to recenter? Well, if you ask my children, they'll probably say you didn't do too well on that. Mother. Ditto. I hope <laughs> yeah. they're not watching. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, boys. Um, yeah, I think um, it's making sure what you talked about earlier was self-care. I think it's having time out. Um, a lot, I needed some, you know, I'm sorry, mommy's going for a timeout. <laughs> it's about three days, but anyway. Um, uh, so yeah, I think having some time out and to, uh, when I watch parents nowadays, yourself and many others, I'm just like, wow, I wish I had the tools then. And that's why I was talking about mentoring earlier. It's really important to have as many tools as you can and learn from other parents. Um, but yeah, just trying to yeah, stop myself. I, I think I would, I would say that absolutely. Like, what we found, it's a difference when you're in community. And I mean, I can definitely send a text to Ryan, the same thing, you know, being like, your children. But in the end, nobody understands if your mother's watching like another mother. I feel like it crosses every boundary. You could be a mother that, you know, is just whatever, wherever you are. We don't even need to like speak the same language, but we understand the mothering. And when you get into that mode and you've got friends that you can just lean on be like, hey, I'm just really struggling with this one particular child. Like I feel like they're just pushing my buttons. They'll, there's something they might give you. There's something they might pray with you, but just feeling like they totally get it. Um, so I think sometimes we isolate ourselves as moms because we're just like, oh my gosh, I don't want everybody to know that I'm literally ready to kill all these children. But it's kind of like, you know, it's how the enemy works. And I feel like, you know, we touched on it even today in church. I was so touched. I, you know, during worship, and even what Jesse was talking about with just, you know, we are not called to be isolated. We're called to a, a, a community. And that's not just community during church. That's community. Like there is nobody that needs community as much as parents. I cannot tell you if you're looking at this and you think as somebody said, Ryan, I'd ask us to mentor them. And I'm like, are they kidding? They obviously need to come over for dinner and then, then we won't be asked to mentor anymore. But they just literally, it's like everybody's struggling and we need each other. And I think like Jessica said, just, she shared something the other day, we were talking all together and I went out of that conversation and she wasn't even talking to me about some, but just something she shared struck me and I changed a little bit on how I was mentoring with the girls and how I was just parenting them just from my relationship with her and one brief phone call that, that the three of us were having. And so I just think I've forgotten because we just get in a mode of like, no, I'll figure this out. I'm going to read a book. It's not the same as just talking to someone. Maybe that person, how amazing to connect with somebody that's already read a 200-page book about parenting and they can just tell you the highlights. I'm telling you, ladies, we are smart. We're intelligent people. and We don't got a lot of time. So as we bond together, as we come together as a community, I think that can just help us. And, you know, God never sent out his disciples alone. And parenting, I can't even imagine how single mothers do it. Because even those of us with husbands, we feel like sometimes we're single mothers, not because our husbands there, they just don't understand that constant thing that only mothers get. So, you know, fine together. Yeah. So good. If you hold on real quick, quick plug for four books. Ready, ready moms, positive parenting, how to talk. So kids will listen, win-win parenting and happy parent, happy child or something along those lines changed my life, changed the way that I am able to calm myself and think about how to steward these lives that we're in stewardship of. That's brilliant. Maybe yeah. they'll put that in the, um, we can put that in the chat box afterwards. Um, 
I've got a question actually to myself, but um, how is it to transition when your children leave home? So I'm obviously in a different um, a season. I really believe there are seasons as parents. You have, you know, the, you know even before you have children, the sort of before children's season and littles, and then as you go up the ladder. And so my children obviously left home. And um, it's, it's one of the hardest things, and both parents have a different aspect to it, but you've spent 18 plus years being in that child's life, almost every single day you've been with them, you know exactly how they feel. They go in and out. They, you just are involved and invested into that child's life. And as they get older, you are training them up to leave home a little bit at a time. And more and more, they get into the youth group. They get eventually get driving. So more and more, you are letting go and letting them out there. And if you're a good mother, that's what you should be doing. You should be training up your child Wish I'd taught my child children cooking, just saying. Didn't do that, but I did teach them laundry. So that was also a win-win <laughs> in my position. Um, but you train those up, and then they leave home. And then they go to maybe university or go out for a job, and you're still seeing them. And they're still a little bit more dependent on you because you've, um, you're still the parent. But the older they get, and then eventually they get married, their wife or their spouse should be the first um, in in their line, in their priority list, and eventually their own children. And so that's a really hard transition as a mother. I have found it um, quite hard that I don't have that connection time with them as much as I would like, as much as I would want. But on the other hand, I totally, I'm so grateful they have a meaningful life, they have a great spouse, mm -hmm. they, they have friends and family, they have their own church communities and local communities, and so I don't begrudge them that. I don't get mad about it, but it is a difficult time. And I think one of the things I would say to someone in your positions, and you are both doing this, and to anyone else out there, is to have that really strong relationship with your spouse. Because that is what is there all the way through. And so, no, you can't change it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's here. He's yeah. here, people. All yeah, right. yeah, I love yeah, you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So have a strong relationship with your spouse and, and so that when it comes down to when your children eventually leave and they, they are still connecting with you but it's a much more distance thing, you've got that meaningful relationship with your spouse, then you go off and have different adventures. It's a different season, so you have different adventures. Maybe you've got more money, hopefully. And so you can go on longer adventures or bigger adventures. Um, and just it's just a different season and a different time and you relate differently to your children. And when your children have children, I've heard that there's another season of different relationships. So just to get excited about all the different seasons. There is no one like, oh, I don't want them to grow up. No, actually, there's, the next season is actually really beautiful and fun. So, yeah. And I would just say with that, like date nights, I mean, we're talking about parenting, but it's like that's been probably the crucial, most important thing we've done is date nights. It's a little bit weird right now, like locking our kids out of our bedroom and saying we're having date night in there. But okay. you know what? We make it work, people. OK, but no, I would say that, too. So eventually it will just be you and your spouse. And, you know, if you don't have that foundation built up, if it's all just centered around the children, which is like something that really it's it's hard when you're in the young kid phase. Like, I know you're just like, I can't imagine date night. Make it happen. That's great. All right. We have just two. I don't know if we got uh, you've got a question. Come in. How do you balance parenting. parenting responsibilities and household roles between the two parents? 
I just make him do all the work. Everybody's so different. (laughs) I I feel like that's so personal depending on your, the work situation and you just have to have really good communication and it's like DTR, you know, define the relationship. You have to define, because if you're doing something and you didn't realize that the other spouse had a totally different expectation, or maybe you're putting an expectation on yourself because you feel like you have to, because you're the mom and you just are pressuring yourself. Well, this is my job. I better do it. You know, you have to have these conversations because otherwise resentment builds up and, um, you know, maybe you're not allotting enough chores to the to the kids and you're just thinking, oh, they're too young or I don't like the way they do it, so I'm just going to do it. And every family is so different, so I think that's really personal, but I think the, the key is just healthy communication and not letting things fester in your heart against each other. It's the biggest thing. Part two, do you see a comparison between parenting your kids and how you interact with your parents? Do you see a comparison between parenting your kids and how you interact with your own parents? How old are your kids and how old are your parents? <laughs> I don't know. If you got really old parents, then yeah, probably. But um, <clears throat> I, th- do I do think that the way you're brought up in your um, immediate family, your, your own parents and how you're brought up affects how you parent. So uh, it can go it can go the opposite way actually if you're brought up really really strict or and you, and you like don't want to do that with my kids you can go the other way so it doesn't mean to say you always follow your parents' role route but you can um, go the opposite way so I think it does have an effect and I think you do need to um, think about that investigate it talk with Jesus about it because um, you and, and get some tools and get some mentors because it can be detrimental to your parent to your kids as well so i think it does have an effect um there is some there is some um yeah and and we are living in a different day and age than our parents did Mm -hmm. like i think we just have to all realize that we maybe had these amazing parents maybe had you know not such amazing parents but no matter what you're living and you're raising kids in this day in this age and it's completely different the stuff that we have access to we talked about this we had with social media out there you know even with young kids social media I was talking to a girlfriend of mine and she was talking about like her kids and TikTok and this dances that her six-year-old daughter was doing and I was like oh my gosh I know my six-year-old is doing the same thing I'm literally scared and throwing holy water on them and she was we all have our own way people okay there's another tip for you um but just like realizing that you know what they don't even realize some of the stuff that our parents would think is bad or what what we're trying to parent with or even cyber bullying that older you know adults deal with that you know you make one facebook post and before you know it all these people are coming out making mean comments about it you're like oh my gosh i'm sorry i didn't know we don't all eat at mcdonald's i'm sorry i'll take it down i don't know so there's a lot of like stuff that our parents didn't have to go to deal with so i think just kind of recognizing that and then taking the good and taking the bad i i just feel like I just want to say this because what Jesse even said earlier about just being led by the Holy Spirit. I think we hit this point where sometimes we're just letting all these other voices come in and these thoughts, or maybe it's like, well, my parents did it this way and they were great. I should. It's like, maybe that is the way. Maybe that was a great example for you, but maybe the Holy Spirit's like, but I want you to tweak this one thing. You know, we grew up, I grew up with parents that, my dad teaches a parenting class and he said that um, he believes that brain cells are in your bottom. So when you spanked a child, it actually released the brain cells that were in their bottom to their brain. So it helped make them smarter. So I was like, you know what, dad? Nobody believes like that. But coming, that was my background. I had amazing parents, you know? So it's just coming now today to realize like, you know what? We have more tools. We have more things that we could do. So, right? Awesome. 
Um, a good question here is, um, what is the best thing that your children, whatever age, can do for you? And I think this is something that we can all answer. What's the best thing that your children, whatever age, can do for you? As a mother, I was, I was like, "Can do for me." I don't really, I don't, I don't know. What's, what's Sleep. the thing that you love? What, what blesses love. me what blesses is you? when they tell me that I'm a good mom because I think it hits on a lie that I tend to believe is that I'm messing them up and this is not going to go well and they're going to be in counseling for that one. And gosh, I can't get this right. You know, it's like those underlying lies we all have ones that the enemy likes to attack us with, and um, and so that for me hits on that lie when when my daughter sits down and looks at me in in my eyes and gives me eye contact and says, "Mom, you're such a good mom," and I think, "Wow, you really think that?" Because <laughs> we were just in a fight a few minutes ago, and I didn't think that you thought that. Um, so that just blesses me to know. I mean, obviously, I need to get my affirmation from God, but it blesses me when my kids do that. Yeah, and I would say that that that's whatever age so uh, you know we're talking to a lot of people here who, who aren't mothers but you all have a mother or um and so that's a lie that sometimes even when you're older you think gosh i don't know if it was a great mother i had those times um so it's really good to be able to do that um to to tell them you like them uh, the one thing i felt was um to be intentional with your time to each other um to be kind to one another, as if you have siblings to one another. The, the thing that blesses my heart the most is seeing my children, and now I have four of them, um, just really get on and really spend time together. Um, and then also to be together as a family, you know, have the intentional time where you're, you're a long weekend away is one of my most favorite things to do with just my, my kids so, and my husband. So what about you? Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I just want my kids to sleep. All right, love them. <laughs> Both. If we can both be sleeping when we're all sleeping together at the same Reagan time, it's doesn't amazing. Want to take any steps, right. and she wants all her children to yes. be asleep. Right. Sleep Twenty-four speaking, hours of the day. I'm speaking to all you tired moms out there. Um, but I do think, like, we all enjoy being told that we're amazing at whatever it is. Be it, you know. Um, non-mothers, single people, like people that want to be a mother someday, like just somebody to tell them. I've actually told some people that I know aren't even mothers or not even married yet that they're amazing mothers. Like they just carry that with them. They carry things with them. So I think we all appreciate encouragement. Gosh, yeah. The other day I was on, on a walk um, around our local park area, which is thankfully open for walking and um, with the four kids and and somebody was standing there with his dog, and as I passed by, he said, you're a hero. Well, he was making a comment about the two-year-old and then said, you're a hero. And at first I thought he was talking to the two-year-old about because he was being silly and playful. And I was like, wow, he's calling him a hero. That's cool. I've never – and then he was like, talking to you, Mom. You're a hero with those, those, those kids. And I was like, oh, oh, thank you. Like this stranger that I don't even know saw that I was a hero because I was walking with my four children, a normal daily task, but I do feel like a hero. I just didn't know that anybody ever would notice that um, because we're doing such menial daily things. And so, um, it, yeah, words are really, really powerful. So cool. What is the best thing as a parent you can do for your children, whatever age? What is the best thing you can do for your children, do you think? Well, number one, I mean, um, your relationship with God is just because that's where everything will come from. Your well, your life source, your, you know, the peace that you are able to carry will come from him. So you spending time with the Lord and, and, and um, growing in intimacy with him, you know, is number one. And then obviously your spouse, your connection with your spouse, if you can have one, um, because 
you're you're modeling your kids will learn more from who you are than what you say you know it's like don't don't do what I do just do what I say it's not gonna really work I mean they might do it but it's not gonna change their character and so you modeling you being fully alive and who you are in your relationship with God and the way that you interact with your spouse is going to teach more to your children than any other lesson that you could try to teach them. So, and I would say praying for your kids, like it's going to imagine like your kids are these amazing, lovable, like horrible, just energy draining people that are running around. Okay. And we all have them in our lives. You might not even be a parent, but you, maybe you have a friend like that. But whenever you sit down and just take it to God and be like, all right, Lord, I am so like, I'm going to lift up. I'm not even going to say the kid's name. We'll keep my kids anonymous. Yes. <laughs> Until we all come back to church together. But you know, just literally spending five minutes, just praying specifically for that child just praying for that child. It's like, that's how God works, right? When you pray to him about something specific, he just changes your heart. Because really, we just we want to parent and see our kids as God sees them. And we want to do that in every aspect of our life, be it in the situation or with a friend. So, you know, yes, I do pray. And having four kids, so that's another thing. Decide how long you want to pray. Because the more kids you have, the longer you're going to be praying. I can tell you that right now, <laughs> right? So I only had two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, I, I would say that um, I actually asked my own children this because now they're older and um, married. They, they're thinking differently, obviously, than little ones do. And there's lots of different things that came up, but um, uh, guide them by giving them advice. Have them earn things through work so they understand the value of work, time and money. Let them make their own mistakes. Don't helicopter them. So um, we gave them lots of pain and experience. It was fabulous. Um <laughs> But be there when they fall. Eat dinner together, okay? Really important. Go on vacations together. Um, Make sure the husband and wife continues to love one another and don't take life too seriously. Have some fun. And be emotionally available to your child and responsive to the child's emotional needs. Um, Don't assume their perspective is theirs. And don't be afraid to make mistakes and to admit mistakes and apologize and ask forgiveness for that. Um... And then also just focus on the fact you need to grow as a person too, that um, that's important to be parenting. There's quite a bit there, but it just really made me excited to see that their, their responses and to find out, yeah, this is what's important to them. Actually, all the things that I was like, oh my goodness, I've, you know, I've let them do this or, you know, I made them do laundry when they were younger, was like a terrible parent or various other things. I've looked back and my kids are actually have come back now and said, oh yeah, we're glad we did that. I'm, we're glad you, you let us buy this thing that was $100 out of our own money and you knew it was a bit of a waste of money. But you let us do it because you needed us to feel that pain of our own money going to something that actually after a few months they didn't use because we needed to experience that. So um, those things at the time, you're like, what am I doing? Is this right? Da, da, da. Actually, it does come back. And I really believe that those times when you feel like you're not a very good parent, God redeems it. He's much, much bigger than that. He's much, much bigger than your, your mistakes here or your mistakes there. He's so much bigger than that. And I am so blessed. I was not the greatest mother sometimes, um, and yet my children still rise up and call me blessed. So um, we still have this beautiful relationship and I'm going to cry. And they're amazing. So, Aww. yeah. Any more questions um, from the chat box or anything? Um, tips for taking, talking to your kids uh, 
parents, siblings, or in-laws about the possible overstepping parent in your kids. Talking to others, such as in-laws, about overstepping their boundaries in parenting your kids. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's again, communication. It's just... Back uh, off! <laughs> you had just, your chance! It'd be mine now! <laughs> Not coming over for dinner! It's just All brave right? communication. <laughs> you just have to have the conversation. I mean, um, talk together with your spouse and figure out what kind of language you want to use and then just be very clear. Hey... So and so and so and so. We need, actually need to have a conversation. When's a good time? Um, not just off the cuff in the moment all the time because that doesn't always work. But it really helps when it's a a set aside communication for a specific purpose. And usually using language like, "Hey, when you say this, it makes me feel this way," and I actually I, I need to have a boundary here because it's affecting us in this way. Do you think? you can follow this boundary for the sake of our connection or do we need to take a step back from our time with you? And that would be horrible. We don't want to spend less time with you, but I'm feeling this thing in me wants to spend less time with you because of this issue. Um, so I need to know what you're going to do with what I'm giving you right now. That's good. So good. Yeah. No. Sorry. No. <laughs> I just, my own. Oh, but, oh, but so she's wow. trying to hold yes, it in. Yeah. I'm trying to hold it. But I think exactly, and I think one of the keys that Jessica even touched on, I would just recommend for any brave communication in any instance, be it in parenting with friends, is give specific examples. I can't tell you, I don't struggle with brave communication, if you haven't guessed. <laughs> My husband probably wishes I did, but, you know, specific examples. So, like, when you can say, like, please, when you do X, Y, and Z, like, it really, like, that's just not what we're trying to do. We're trying to teach our kids. I so appreciate you. It's like, so, you know, kind of that affirm, but you you know, but also like lay out what it is. So I think we sometimes like to go in so general. And I know this with like a lot of, you know, young ladies when they're dealing with their friends, like, oh, I just don't feel the best. Well, what, do, what makes you not feel the best? Like, what is it that I'm doing that makes you feel disconnected or not loved? So, yeah. I, w I would also like to say that um, sometimes you need to decide which hill you want to die on. Absolutely. And um, that's the same when bringing children up. Um, is their hair going purple? Yes, yeah, not a hill I want to die on. Um, are they going out drinking in the middle of the night? Yeah, that's a hill I want to die on right now. Um, not that it happened to me, but um, much. Um, <laughs> so uh, it's the same with in-laws in a way because don't forget they are generally uh, the in-laws for or the, the grandparents, basically, let's put it that way, for a very short period of time. Is it really going to kill them if they do this, A, B, and C? Mm -hmm. On the other hand, it might. You might be like, no, this is super important to uh, how we're bringing up our children, how moralistic we are, or whatever it might be. And yes, it is important. But really choose carefully because those grandparents have not seen those children for probably a little while. So just give them some time to be able to be grandparents, but also uh, decide which hill you're going to die on. Good. That's good. Yep. Anything else? Yeah. Can we pray over all the moms? Yes. Mm. Yeah, I just want to say we had loads more questions here, um, some taken from uh, some of our social media and people are asking. So if you do have any more questions and you really or you need help or you need want to talk about something, don't hesitate to get in touch with one of us um, or you can ch call the church office or email us because we want to be there. We want to be there as a community to help you. And I know there was loads more questions and we just don't have the time uh, allowed right now, obviously. Um, so if you do need help, don't hesitate to get in touch. So, Jessica. You want to pray? Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Jesus. 
Jesus, thank mm. you for moms right now. Thank you for this national day of celebrating motherhood, this worldwide day, as, as different days around the world, I believe. But thank you for this national day of celebrating moms um, and just lifting up the sacrifice um, that moms make <clears throat> every day to steward the lives that you've given us, God. Thank you for the job that you've given us. We just bless everyone right now that's either in, in motherhood, that's celebrating a mom, that's mourning the loss of a mother, that you would just be near and dear to everyone's hearts right now, that it wouldn't be a day that they avoid or that try to shrug off, but you would give each and every one of us an idea of how we can honor this day. How, can we, how we can receive love from you, God, on this day. The affirmation from you, God, <clears throat> that you're doing a good job as a mom, that, that you've given us these kids for a reason. He didn't make a mistake. It wasn't an accident. It was purposeful. He knew the, the specific gifting and character traits inside of you to be a mom to these specific children with your specific spouse by your side. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you, God. Yes, Lord, and I pray for all the single moms out there, Lord God. Um, you're doing a sterling job. God sees you. God knows you. He's there for you. And I just pray a, a massive blessing on you right now. In the name of Jesus. Mm. And I just feel so stirred. I don't know why. <clears throat> but just for moms or women out there that want to be a mom. Maybe you've tried and you haven't been able to be a mom. But I just feel like God right now, I'm just believing for an opening of your womb. That those that want to be mothers and are trying to be mothers, that God is at this moment is just going to come. He is our father. He is our mother. And that there's just be whatever, despite what doctors say, despite medical issues or things in the past, we just are sending this out in the name of Jesus, that God is opening up wombs, that he is bringing forth promises that mothers that have that have a mother's heart, yet without having that child, that right now in the name of Jesus, we are declaring it in the natural, in the spirit, that as it is in the spirit, so will be in the natural, that he will bring forth babies, that this, that this will be your last Mother's Day, not being a mother, that next year at this time, you'll be holding that baby and wondering where to get that holy water I talked about. So I just thank you for that. I thank you that God loves you. I thank you that God loves all of us. I pray for all my single ladies that are out there, the single guys that God gives wisdom, that there's just an outflowing of wisdom from, from this place, from where you're at, of who your spouse will be, of who God's going to, for marriages that are even struggling in this moment, parenting and quarantine, it be real and it be hard. So I just thank you that God right now is coming into homes and he is going to just bring, there's just going to be peace that is going to settle because we don't have to live as the world. We live in the supernatural. We are his children that after today that all of a sudden we're going to wonder what's wrong with our kids when they're getting along and they're playing well and that we feel just a peace resting on us. Things that would normally raise our temperature doesn't. So we thank you for that, Father God. And we thank you that we are not alone, that we're in community. We are part of this community 
and that we don't, we are not called to walk this alone. And if we're stuck in our homes at this time, that we're not maybe meeting in a church building, Father, that we start to reach out to each other, that we reach out to somebody and say, hey, not just a like, how are you? Do you have toilet paper? But being real, that we can reach out, Father God, and build relationships and just say, pray for me. Thank you for that, Jesus. Yeah, I just I just want to just declare um, an, an end to to childhood. I don't know how to put this into words to 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 trauma that is happening in this world right now due to quarantine, the rise of just aggression towards family members because of just anger and fear. We just declare fear. You must go and you must die right now in Jesus name. Angels, go protect the children, protect the loved ones in Jesus' name. This will not be a season where we see an increase in these secondary issues. This will not be a season where where our hotlines for child abuse are, are off the hook. This will not be that season. We just declare that this is a season of peace and unity, that what the enemy meant for destruction, that God, you will turn it to good. This is a season for families coming together, for finding love, for finding connection in new ways ways yes. that we never have before yes. for the body of Christ yes. to rise up and be unity despite yes. physical distance. That's right. That this is a season for Christ to be loved in every household. That's right. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Mm. <laughs> We're all going, I don't know what we're doing here. Anyway. <laughs> <You're> not close. <laughs> Thank um, no, you, God. Did you do it, Jesse? Yeah. Mm, thank you, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> well, honestly, if you see these ladies out and about or you know how to get a hold of them or send them a message, um, feel free to reach out and just bless their hearts. Tell them they're doing a great job. This was awesome. Uh, you just feel the, just feel God's presence all over everything you were talking about, even the joy of it all and, and the wisdom. Mm. A lot of the comments were just thanking you guys for your wisdom. Somebody wants your list. Uh, 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 I think you have a list of things you do and stuff. So I, I, um, you can you can put that on the on the chat box later. Um, well, we all, we all want to know the park Jessica went to when somebody wrote calling you a hero. You're a hero. I want to be. I'm We're gonna going to be circling there. that We're park by there. myself tomorrow. I'm right? going there right well, now. You're, you're, a hero. No, you're a hero. I love it. I think my favorite. I think what I, I really grabbed. I think it was really good for everyone is um, is recognizing just how hard this job is, mm. and um, not just how hard, but how deep it goes. And that the job isn't just a difficult job, but it's actually just how valuable um, this role is. And we've all, we all have moms, and um, not all of them are alive right now, sadly. Um, and not all, we know who our mom is. But if you do, if your mom is alive and, and you're able to reach out to her, um, I just felt like, well, what a great, what a great kind of prompting to really celebrate that mom. And if you're not sure how to celebrate your mom, start with you're a hero of mine. Um, and maybe yeah. some specifics too would be uh, a beautiful uh, cherry on top, but just really just, let, just celebrating them. So make sure you do that. If you know your mother's love language, even better. Um, yeah, it's been awesome. Thank you guys for being here. I get to take one of them home. Um, just one. Yeah. <laughs> poor, poor Jessica. Unless there's good food there. Maybe okay. She's poor, she cooking? Yeah. Poor Jessica. Every Sunday it's like, the morning starts with me not there, so it's uh, but uh, kind of Mother's Day. yes, yeah. but she'll sleep in tomorrow morning, right, honey? Yes, I will. <laughs> um, anyway, bless you guys. Uh, we really love you guys, and um, honestly, uh, keep being the um, the body of Christ. Keep being God's hands and feet for people. Um, 
keep uh, keep standing up and rising up and and really like say no to fear and say no to feel for other people. I have a friend of mine, God's called him a, a fear extinguisher. Mm. And, and so he walks around the streets and he, he, uh, he literally just like pastors people that, that they need someone to walk with them and encourage them. And so yeah. anyway, um, that's all we got, you guys. We'll see you soon. Um, again, we've got uh, Bible studies on Monday and Wednesday. Um, you, can, uh, you can find that if you just text um, Joy Bible. One word to nine seven zero zero zero, and Monday and Wednesday at eight to eight forty five we have worship streaming on Thursday nights. I think that's it. Did I miss anything? No. All right, love you guys. Have an amazing week. Bye bye. bye. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.